welcome to episode nine of Kick Like a Girl, the unofficial podcast of AFL Women's. I'm your host, Maddie Steinkoller, and joining me as always is my lifelong joker of a friend, Dylan. Hello, Maddie. <laughs> How's it going, Dylan? I am up and about tonight. Yay. I'm definitely not flat. Up and about. <laughs> ready to go. Me neither. I'm not flat either because... We're, not we're never flat. flat. No, we're never. We're we've never been flat ever, and we're really, really excited to be really bouncy and uh, get stuck into what was a great round of uh, AFL Women's. Let's talk football. How was uh, How was your experience of this round? Our, our second last round. So I we're getting there. And watched every single game on delay. I watched every single game live. Actually, this there you week. go. Oh, actually, except for Friday night. Uh, unfortunately, Friday evening. Yes, because it was six PM, fa- fairly it? early. Yes, yeah. uh, Friday evening, I taped and watched afterwards because I got dragged to that terrible uh, Wolverine movie. Yes, and it was really bad. I declined the invitation to go see it. Oh my god, it was it was awful. And anyway, but for women's wise, it was a good weekend. I said to my ma that I was going to go home on Friday night and I was going to watch the girls win and the boys lose. And the girls lost and the boys lost. For Carlton, that Right, is. right, right, of course. So it was all very exciting. <laughs> Preparing myself for a long 22 weeks of losing. Oh, the only way I know how. Oh, no. Like, yeah, it wasn't too... It's all right. Melbourne lifted me later in I'm the about to say, Yeah, it wasn't too uh, great for your side. But you know what? I was thinking about it, and I was thinking at least you have a side. I felt the whole of not having. They're a team still alive, week. technically, and we'll get into more of that yes, later. Yes, yes. All right, so let's get stuck in let's now. Let's jump in. Uh, Adelaide, Melbourne. We're going to talk about first because that was probably the most, the most exciting, game. yeah, and most exciting result for the competition as well. So that was Adelaide five two thirty two, defeated by Melbourne's five four thirty four. Now, that is a deceptive scoreline because Adelaide decided to make this very interesting late. Melbourne, (laughs) uh, Adelaide were the better team in the first quarter. Um, They came out better. They looked like they were the Adelaide of the first four rounds. And then Melbourne just dominated for three quarters minus two minutes. Two minutes. And they had the game absolutely well and truly iced. And they looked like they knew they had the game iced. And then Adelaide kick a goal to bring it back to two scores. And I said to my dad, I was watching the game with... And they, because the clock doesn't stop, they have to go from the mm. centre twice, and that's not going to happen. And then they did it in 17 seconds with the Perkins snap around the corner, <laughs> yeah. and they left himself enough time to do it and couldn't. Can I just say, I was... Yeah, so I was watching this one as well, and I had to go somewhere. And at two minutes, I was like, okay, well, Melbourne's going to win this. I was already running late. Classic mistake. So I was like, you know, classic whatever. I'll just quickly run upstairs, start getting ready. Run upstairs. <laughs> For like a minute, and then my brother screams like, "Maddie, they're back in it! They're back in it!" I was like, "What?" And I had to run downstairs, and I nearly missed like the most, you know, the exciting, most exciting ending. But yeah, I was also surprised at uh, Adelaide's last effort. But uh, let's talk about Melbourne because they definitely they were our biggest winners this week. Yeah, um, yeah, they're your biggest winner. Oh, been, oh, do you? oh, okay. Well, they're my biggest winner this week because I, I did not think they were going to win that game. Um, and it's obviously so important. It was a final for them. They would have had pretty much no chance. Um, they would have had exactly no chance. Adelaide win that game and the grand final is right, Brisbane-Adelaide. Brisbane, Adelaide, now, the it. grand final is probably still going to be Brisbane-Adelaide, mm. but there are other teams who can pinch it in weird circumstances yeah. that we'll get into later. 
So it was a good, it was a great result for for everyone and uh, for the game, I think, because it made it a lot more exciting. Melbourne had so many good players. So yes. many of their players played well. Daisy Pierce stood up in a big game. Um, I'm giving heaps and heaps of credit to the Melbourne coach. Just heaps and heaps of credit. Because a lot of teams have been pushing their better players behind the ball. Mm. We've seen Chelsea Randell go back. We've seen um, Daisy Pierce put behind the ball. Um, Brianna Davey at Carlton and Collingwood have their two in Hutchins and Stevens who are behind the ball. And I think Melbourne realised that they couldn't do that this game because the midfield battle was going to be where it was won because Adelaide just have such a strong midfield that if... Melbourne put their numbers behind the ball and lost it out of the middle. The pressure was going to be too much anyway. So Daisy Pierce went up into state in the middle. Um, and there was one... Mel Hickey spent a lot of time in the middle. I saw yeah. it a couple centre bounces. And those are two of Melbourne's primary back line, like, type talents. And they really trusted... And these are my two hidden gems of the week. Uh-huh. Um, Catherine uh, yes. Smith yes. and Frankie Lampard. I don't think her first name's Frankie Lampard, <laughs> but I'm going to go with Frankie because it's the only other Lampard I know. And those two girls, both 18 or 19-year-olds, were unbelievable behind the ball. Yeah, I, I agree. Catherine Smith also stood out to me. Um, and the other yeah, the other person I thought was great in their defence was uh, Jure, the Irish woman, yeah. who they keep calling the Irish woman, even though I think she's been here for a while. But anyway, um, I thought she was amazing on Perkins. Like, yes, P- Perkins got that late goal, obviously very late. But, um, yeah, Late goals she... usually do come very late. It's one of their <laughs> I mean, main like, features. you know, it was a, you know... Yeah. Uh, but yeah, in, uh, Lauren Jure, Laura, 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 Lauren, she was Laura. fantastic. <laughs> yeah, she was fantastic. Uh, Daisy Pierce uh, seemed to be everywhere. The amount of times I, I just can't... exalted, yes, Daisy, like she did something that was she... important when she had to. Yeah, she kicked her first goal for the comp. I'm pretty sure. I don't think she kicked one before. I can find out. And um, she also was in defence when she needed to be. And, yeah, it was extremely impressive. Uh, however, I will... We we cannot talk about this game without talking about the screamer. Just kicked one goal? Yep, that was uh, on the weekend. Uh, we can't talk about this game without talking about Aaron Phillips' screamer, though. That was a good mark. It was... Yeah, I, I wanted to mention it because I know Dylan's always... He's never the first one to scream Aaron Phillips' praises. She was, she's been the, the she's best... Incredible. One of the best two players and in the competition. She's an outstanding footballer. I don't hate her. <laughs> no. It's just, you know, there was one game where she threw her head back I, and yes, I, me. Yeah, um, we stick with yeah, that. No, it was a yeah, her, that mark was hanger. fantastic. Um, which actually brings me to my next point, which I wanted to raise about this game, about those two people that we just mentioned, Aaron Phillips or Daisy Pierce. What do you reckon so far? For the... Well, we had a discussion last week, or the, was it last uh, week, about two, which, weeks two weeks ago, which one would be the MVP, and they yeah. went up against each other, mm-hmm. and how do you split them? Yeah. Right, so we'll see what happens next re- week. And... So Aaron Phillips had 20 disposals, Daisy uh, Pierce had 20 disposals. Okay. I mean, Pierce kicked That's the goal, Phillips had more clearances. They were, You can't split them. Yeah. Well... It's uh, definitely been amazing to watch both of them. Uh, Ange Foley and, and I yes. thought Georgia Bevan, Bevan both yeah. stood out for Adelaide as two other players because they've relied on their top-end players. And while their top-end players mm. played well, those are two players who underneath did a lot of hard work. That's true. And I think also Redan ran Redan was good for Adelaide. Yep. Redan. I was, I was always seeing that weird... But, um, yeah, mm, I, how will Adelaide be feeling now going into next week, do you reckon? Well, they've dropped two in a row, but 
by two points and three points. And mm. I'll hit you with the math later for what they need to do. Yeah. Um, but essentially, if they win next week, they'll probably be fine um, and make the grand final. But yeah, they, they haven't picked the best time. I saw some people commenting on, um, on the internet after the game that this mm. is classic Adelaide. The men's team did it last year as well. They had a brilliant start to the season. Mm. They had themselves locked into a top two spot and they were all geared up to head, have a crack at a grand final and they fell over in the last round of the season. And here the women's team look like they're going to do something similar. They were out of the blocks brilliantly with four straight wins. All right, they lost the top of the table clash to Brisbane, but they expected to bounce back here and they couldn't do it. And mm. now they have to fight for their lives at the end. Yeah, and also, of course, the game was in Darwin, which I thought was was pretty great. It was nice to see to bring football there, considering we know that a good portion of their team is from Darwin. Um, but, uh, yeah, they still couldn't... I can't remember the name. Do you know? remember the name of the Adelaide girl who had 65 brothers and sisters? Ta- Taylor Thorne, I think. Yes. Thorne? I'm yep. pretty sure. I don't think it was 65, well, but yes, I yeah, also heard that The answer to the story. question, where are mum and dad, or what are mum and dad yeah. doing, probably only has one answer in her family. <laughs> My God, Jesus Christ. That is too many children. They said yes. 18. They I said she had 18. 14 sisters and three brothers, so there's 18 kids in the house. Yeah. It's insane. Insane. That's too many. <laughs> too many. It's like you saw the video this week, the best video of all time on the internet with, yeah. the, with the man yeah. and the kids running in. Yeah. Surely that would be happening. Well, there's not enough room to get surely, all the kids in surely, if they're doing that in their house. Surely that would be happening, yeah. And their, their father wouldn't have enough time to become an expert on North Korea. He's too busy <laughs> doing the other activities. My God. That was the greatest video. All right, so the, that? that's the procreation right. segment of the uh, podcast of the over. Podcast. Now we can move on to more football. That's it, more football. Let's move on to uh Just line. before we move on, Mel Hickey's really good at football. She's probably my favourite. <laughs> in the league now we can move on what's your favourite in the league I think she's my favourite player in the league my favourite not the best I want to delve into this only because I don't think I've really met like you've mentioned her in passing in previous episodes but tell me why this week is the she's like the the Corey Enright of AFL women's across half back just Mm. steady as a rock she uses the ball well she's like a footballer's footballer and I like her. A footballer's footballer. Yeah. Like there are like Erin Phillips is not a footballer's footballer. She's just a really good footballer because she's a basketballer, she's a multi talented yeah. professional sportswoman. Mel Hickey is a footballer. Like the reason that I like this league is because when you get to see talented people do the thing that they're talented at, that's like the best. So mm. it's like you see a stage actor, a famous stage actor go into a Hollywood blockbuster movie. Christoph Waltz. Christoph yeah. Waltz okay. gets in two Tarantino movies and he wins two Oscars and you go, well, obviously, that guy's unbelievably talented. Where's he been? And Mel Hickey, who was running around in suburban football grounds, now gets to play football yes. on this. And I go, well, that's what she's supposed to do. Awesome. I yeah. love that, Dylan. That was really nice. She's supposed to do it and we're supposed to be watching and we're supposed to be talking about it. And we are Done. definitely not sma- flat. Yeah. <laughs> we're smashing it. All right, let's move on. Not That segment was far from flat. That, far from flat. Yep. Okay, uh, Lions uh, played the Bulldogs, and it was the Lions kicking 2-11-23 to Bulldogs 2-4-16. No one's kicked more than eight <sighs> goals in this competition, and I reckon we've had five or six games where teams have kicked way more than eight behinds. Yeah, completely. Um, the two eleven really annoyed me. Uh, they missed a lot of opportunities, as that would uh, explain. Um, but they held on at the end. Uh, SFT was quite uh, proppy. She was quite sore. She wasn't allowed to ruck. Oh, she couldn't ruck. Um, so that was... And they still found a way to, to hang on and win, which was was impressive, but I would guess I was a bit underwhelmed with the uh, 
with the performance. Um, Taylor Harris didn't really have an impact either, but McCarthy really stood up and kicked, definitely kicked one of their goals. I can't remember who kicked the other one. Uh, uh, now the other small the one. Whoosh. Yes, the whoosh. Um, so that was great. And McCarthy is one of my favourite players. I think she is phenomenal, her speed, and um, she can kick. She She's accurate. And um, she also likes my tweets. That's not the reason that I brought her up, but... That is definitely help. the reason it you brought it up. It does help. It helps, though. Nah, anyway. Maddie's short list of her favourite uh, <laughs> players is just the list of players who she's so interacted with on Twitter. It's so not true. Um, but anyway, and also Emily Bates was uh, Second week incredible. in a row. She's really finishing strong. Uh, yeah. We're going to do an All-Australian team, and she's making a late charge for it. Yes, I've been thinking about our All-Australian team a lot in, the, in these late weeks. We'll save so. that for... That's exciting Couple weeks time. for us. Uh, and Bulldogs, uh, they... So Emma Carney had 30 disposals. Is, anyone, I'm about to say, is that the Emma, first 30 okay. disposal game? I, I think she's done this already. Like, okay. if it wasn't 30, it was 28 or whatever. Like, I think we can all agree that Emma Carney is a freak of nature. Like, she's insanely good. Uh, however, uh, Bulldogs, I think they only took one mark inside 50 for the whole game. Uh, and obviously they don't have Katie Brennan, like we know that. Jamie Lambert By the was way, able called to it. called it. If the, I said if the dogs fell out of contention, we wouldn't see her. Mm. The week she went out, we said both of us that we didn't think she'd get up. The Bulldogs named her and then pulled her out. Ding ding, correct. And then yes. if they fell out of contention, we wouldn't <laughs> see her again. Ding ding, correct. So the Bulldogs can play cat and mouse with Katie Brennan, but I know what's going on with that girl. <laughs> Pretty much listen to us and put money on it, and that's what you should be doing. Okay. Listen to us. I don't know if we should be recommending people put money on because I don't want to get sued or anything. (laughs) Fair, fair. But we know what we're talking about. And um, Jamie Lambert was good. I think she kicked both of their goals. She did kick both of their goals. Um, So that was really good for her. I think she's... she because she played really well in the exhibition series. And then I think she was carrying a bit of an injury, potentially, because she hasn't really had too much of an impact She was their first round pair. Um, yeah. But, yeah, she she played really well. But, yeah, without Brennan um, and I mean, if Ellie Blackburn doesn't pick... Yeah, I know, but, I mean, like, yes, yes, obviously. But um, they need to find a way to just kick more goals pretty much uh, all those Bulldog supporters out there have to deal with a team at the bottom of the ladder how how will they deal I don't know maybe those bandwagoners will get off now maybe 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 not well the men are around the corner to start and you'd think they'll be alright yes yes for sure okay shall we we're going to press on now Let's to your on. side yes Friday and night football Friday night I love, love a Friday night although it wasn't early does kind of kill it a little bit for me, but um, Frio six seven forty three to Carlton's four three twenty seven. This was disappointing for some, but very exciting for Michelle Cowan. I would say Frio on the board. They got to win first. We win. promised we'd talk about Frio when they won, so here we are. Yeah. We're talking about Frio. They won. Um, Cara Donnellan is every time they say it, they say either Donnellan or Donnellan. I don't know what's right. I'm just I'm just balling it. I'll change it either time. I thought that was one of the most uh, impressive individual performances uh, so far. Uh, she definitely had 24 disposals. Next best on the ground was 16. 
She kicked, yeah. So, yeah, she was clearly the best player on the ground by a mile. 21 of those kicks. She had eight tackles, kicked two goals. She's mm-hmm. been their best player in literally every game they've Every played. game. She if f- there's a best and fairest and they're doing some sort of voting system, she'll win it with the maximum possible votes. That's right. And um, she kicked a great goal to, like, steady slash, you know, I think really shored up that they were going to win. They had the game in their um, grasp and they, they just needed just, to find a way to yeah, put it away and she was the one who it. put it away for them. Um, they thought that they tackled extremely hard. I think there was this one one time when uh, Attard, who's always uh, in and under with the ball, was literally just gang tackled by three Frio players and she's just trying to like push the ball through and just cannot. And I felt like... Uh, yeah, their endeavour was uh, Frio's endeavour was incredible, and they tackled very, very hard. And um, Ebony Antonio, Laura, Lara Filicamo have been better players for them um, recently. Gemma Horton's provided a good target up forward. Mm. Um, she's got a solid kicking style. She could have had two goals straight. She has one. She had one one for the game, um, but they've found a couple. And you you have a hidden gem in this game. I had my hidden gem, and that was. Her name is Alicia Jance. I think it's Jance. And she was rucking for uh, Frio. I think she had, I can't remember exactly how many. 29 hit outs. Um, She'd only played the one other game before. And I just thought, look, she's a netballer. She wasn't uh, extremely polished. Her kicking definitely needs some work. But I thought she showed incredible fight and she got a lot of hit outs and was a really good sign for Fremantle. And... um, and yeah, well, the really Dockers are looking for someone in the near future to replace Sanderlands, who's been there a while. <laughs> so she's put her hand up. She's put yeah, in a solid I mean, performance. It's... Zach Clark's failed. John Griffin's <laughs> never had a run at it. So maybe Alicia Jance is the answer. We'll see. <laughs> that's right. And uh... only, only top shelf analysis for us here. <laughs> Expect nothing less uh, from us. And then Carlton, let's move on. What went wrong for your side? Do you reckon? Uh, I don't think they were bad. I think Freo were good. Freo were good. Um, I think they got exposed in the midfield again. I think they need to find a top-shelf midfielder. Like, yeah. They've got a good midfield. They need to find their Daisy Pierce, their Aaron Phillips. They need to find one of them. Um, so do you do that when the draft comes around and you pick up an 18-year-old? Or can you poach someone? Well, I was going to say, there was discussion this week, actually, good thing we were on this, about trades. Yeah. And there will be, well, obviously we don't know yet, so it's just speculating, but uh, I can't remember who it was. One of the commentary team was speculating something about uh, you, will be alla- you, you will be allowed to trade, but you'll have to, the list might expand potentially, which would, yeah. Um, probably have to wait till we get more information. Uh, yeah, I don't really know. But then again, yes, that's not a good point. Uh, not a bad, you know who was, you know who was like, I know we were already talking about this game, but just because you said 18-year-old midfielders yeah. that they might like. Lily Mithin. Lily Mithin, yeah. yeah. I was just thinking, wow, that could... Because I was thinking, well, if you start with an 18-year-old, then obviously they're going to take time. But then again, there's some that have started this season that have just really, you know, not needed that much time and just been, you yeah. know, Maranoff, obviously, and Lily Mithin as well. Um, heading back to this game. Heading back to this game. Uh, Davy leading disposal yes. getter for the Blues again with 14. Tilly Lucas Rod, TLR, had 11. <laughs> and then no one else was above 10. Um, Vessio kicked her three, three goals, goals and completely wrapped up the goal-kicking award. She has 14 goals as the leading goal-kicker in the yeah. competition. And McCarthy has eight. No one's kicked... Well, Vessio with her four is the biggest individual game. 
goal kicker. So it would take something special to knock her off. It won't happen. Darcy Vessio is going to be the leading goal kicker of AFL Women's in its inaugural season. Ah. So congrats to Vess. Yeah, she's she's the best CEO. Yeah. That's right. Um, I thought, uh, yeah, of course, she kicked 3-1, three, one, three, I one. think. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, my favourite goal but... of the round was when Carlton went forward and one of the girls kicked a really high bomb. They had a two-on-one in the goal square. And the Frio player just ran straight into, I think it might have been Bella Air, just ran straight into mm. the Carlton player. And Versio, it was a free kick anyway. Versio took the advantage and kicked the goal, but it was hilarious because there's a lot of technique that goes into turning your head, judging mm. the flight of the ball, and she just had zero of it. Well, you know. Oh, and what about the, there was also another clumsy moment this round. Who was it that smashed into the umpire? I can't remember exactly uh, yeah. who. I don't know who, but it was. But a, a bit of a shame only because she was down for a lot longer than the umpire. Yeah. And then the commentary team were talking about, well, can we find the umpires for something like this? I yeah. think it was... It uh, happens. Who was it? It was Someone who's game. on the... Yes, yes. Someone who's on the match review panel was in the commentary team saying, I'd love to find an umpire. <laughs> um, so shall we move on to the last, last game? Yep. So the last game was Collingwood, which was this morning, playing their first game down at Icon... Uh, not Icon, sorry, down Olympic at uh, Park. Olympic Park. They, that was 7-13-55 to GWS's 3-1-19. Uh, they were just too strong for GWS. Um, they wasted a lot of opportunities, uh, which also annoyed me. But, I, I mean, obviously in this game it was, you know, fine, but you know, still wouldn't want to see that much wastage. Um, then there was Mo Hope, who had a good game. She got she had a good game. ridiculous amount of supply, and it would have been yes. hard for her not to. <laughs> yes. Um, they really pumped her up on the coverage, and I see why, because she was obviously under a lot of pressure, and afterwards, you know, they really... pumped her up. She is very, very good when she has the ball in her hands, can I just say. Her kicking... Is it's up there with the best in the competition when she has the ball in her hands, and she's very good at turning her one, her player inside out when she's playing one on one. She delivered a great ball to Jasmine Garner, who kicked the goal. And I was reflecting today on just how far I think Collingwood have come from the start of the season to now. Like obviously it was a different team. Like you know we play, we're playing GWS, but. But um, still, I think that they are a lot. They're they've improved a lot inside that forward fifty, and I think their skills have improved a lot since what we saw in the start start of the game. So I think they gelled together. I've got to go back three points. I'm going to start <laughs> okay, with the first go on. one. Go on. Um, so Collingwood have improved a lot because they've played yes. the bottom three sides. They beat the Bulldogs. They beat Frio. <laughs> they beat the Giants, who are the three teams below them who have a combined three wins. Yeah. The first three like, losses they had to Carlton, Melbourne, Carlton, and Brisbane, yeah, who were yeah. three of the top teams. They play Adelaide next week. So we'll see how much they've improved then. Yep, that's a good um, test for yeah. them. Um, go back to Moana Hope. Um, there were a couple articles written a week or two ago about her and the fact that she hadn't mm, been that yes. great in this competition so far. And uh, one journo uh, opined that she was a flat-track bully, and today she did absolutely nothing to dispel that. As a reason, she completely dominated one of the worst teams in the competition. Um, I'm not saying that as a bad thing, but mm. I want to see her... Like, today was the first good game she yeah, played. As yeah, a marquee yeah. player around six, 
Do it again next week against mm-hmm. a good team, and I'll get off your back. Emma King, I doubted in round one, yes. and I jumped straight onto her bandwagon once she yes, showed me yes. something. I'm going to be harsh until you show me something. Fair, fair, harsh, but fair words. Um, oh, also, I was going to say that for the GWS, yeah, they really they've played a lot better than they played against Collingwood. I thought, and Del Pass and Ferrugia were both great again, um, but they were behind the ball. They were pretty much the whole time, so they couldn't really use them to do anything except for block it up. And the Giants do uh, own so three of the top six scores against Carlton. Put forty-seven points on them. Adelaide put forty-eight mm. points on them. Collingwood put fifty-five points on them. Collingwood score, incidentally, was the highest score in the competition. They hold the record um, with five games to go. Maybe they can hold on to it for the end of the season. They're seven thirteen. 55 was better than Carlton's 8-6-54. So they didn't break the most goals in a game, but they have mm. the highest score. Um, their margin of 36 points was the equal of Adelaide beating the Giants in the first week of the season. So they own the equal um, biggest margin. Um, so the Giants, you can score against them. And Collingwood did today. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I did like the ruck battle. Yes, there was an interesting ruck battle there, and that was uh, it's Emma King, Emma King and versus McKinnon. McKinnon. McKinnon got hurt when I say the end. yeah, McKinnon's head really connected that uh, grass there. I was a bit worried. She'll probably wake up halfway home on the plane. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, King had twenty four disposals. Um, McKinnon had twenty. McKinnon only got three around the ground, and King had twelve. She's definitely improved. Emma King getting the ball around mm. the ground. Um, and she just belts it forward when she gets it, which I love from a ruck. I like when rucks get it and just belt the crap out of it. <laughs> yeah, she's got a good kick on her as well, Emma King, for sure. Um, but... So that's, that's that. That's that. All right. Moving on. Were there any I thought we should talk about, because there's only one week left in our little competition, and it is little, I thought we should talk about this grand final... Do we like it as one grand final? That's For this question. season, I have no problem with it. Yes. It's the first season the AFL are making things up as they go, and <laughs> this is what they came up with, and I think it works this season. Um, yeah. Maybe a final so. series, yeah, but the timing would hurt because you'd have to go into round two of the AFL season, which I don't think the AFL wants. So I'm happy. Are you happy? Um. I'm happy with it for now, but I think there's definitely room for like at least a little final series. They're going to next year. That um, will happen. Has that is is a thing? Yep. Also, I was thinking about it, and I think we could have pushed pushed this competi- uh, competition uh, one week forward, and I think we could have had the grand final a week before the men's because I just feel like I know it's going to get completely overshadowed by round one and. That could have been avoided. I know you're not one for logistics, Maddie. You're just not one for logistics. No, I throw them out. Anything is possible if you're. It's not. This competition started after the Australian Open. So if you started it a week early, suddenly you've got the Australian Open men's and women's finals on the first weekend of the same weekend. Did it start the weekend after? I think so, yeah. Yep. You think so, or you yes. did? I'm going to go with yes. Um, I can do some research and find out. Okay, but we'll, we'll under, check back on that. I'm working under the assumption that hot, first game was Friday, February 3rd, and the Australian Open final was the last week of January. So yes. Okay. All so right. you can't. You can't. Well, do in that. my magical world, things yeah. where things stadiums just, work out. just yeah. So yeah. speaking of that, so okay. the Brisbane Lions are my biggest winner of the week because they oh, are right. in the grand final. They're there. Yes, Undefeated, I guess that's six fair. and six. Yes, yes, yes. They're in the grand final. Congratulations to the Brisbane Lions and all the people associated. Mm-hmm. They've put together the perfect season, and if they can come to Icon yes. Park and knock out Carlton, they'll go undefeated throughout the regular season. Um, so grand final logistics, you've got the Gabba, you've yeah. got 
sports, what do they call the Lions facility? It is uh, South Pine Recreational South Pine, something. What so, do you think it could be like an undefeated season and then a one-game loss in the grand final? The how, old Patriots 2007. How? Yes, sure. How devastating would that be for that for that group? Why would you want to consider that? I don't know, because it's scary, because there's only one final. That's, Let's this, just these are the things I think that. about. Um, so these are the things I think about. Because, you know, obviously, you know, like, uh, soccer doesn't have, a, even a, have a final series, you know what I the mean? The A-League does. Oh, sorry. I was talking about the real soccer. Real soccer. You know, like the, inter- the Premier League, right? Sure. Anyway. Um, I was going to do a bit that pretend soccer was scripted, like wrestling, but it's really hard to do that bit, like... <laughs> the jokes don't flow like they should. It's okay. Um, it's okay, yeah. Julian. So the options for the Brisbane Grand Final, you've got South yes. Pine, which it depends on what the AFL think the crowd is going to be like. That I think the Gabba is available. Um, so if you want it as a standalone event, you can have it at the Gabba, but the Brisbane play the Gold Coast only hours later at Metricon. So mm-hmm. the AFL might not want to split the Queensland crowd. The Gold Coast have offered to play the grand final at Metricon Stadium. So Brisbane would play a home grand final at a ground they haven't played before, not even in Brisbane on the Gold Coast, mm. and then they'd lead it into the Brisbane Gold Coast game. But then maybe you could... They, they pitched it the Gold Coast as a celebration of Queensland football. Um, I didn't hate it. Um, I think ideally in a perfect world you play the game at the Gabba and you get good crowds at both, but I don't know if that's possible in Queensland for AFL. Um, mm. But I think the AFL would be pretty happy that they can start. Uh, last season was horrible for Queensland football, and I think the AFL mm. deserves some um, uh, flack for that. And this season started perfectly for Queensland football with them to host the women's grand final. Nicely said, and that could be great. And someone else I wanted to talk about, though, which we briefly talked about last week which was any rule changes that we think should be a thing. Just want to reiterate the last week. I broached the topic of stoppage time, and this week I reinforced that topic because who was it that I think it was McKinnon in no, that game? No, it, it wasn't. Was it was the another Brisbane Canuck. Bulldogs game. Yes. And a Bulldogs player got knocked into next Thursday. Right, exactly. And there was obviously some arming and ahhing, like, are they going to? Do we need a stretcher? Like, that's fair enough. But the clock doesn't stop. There was three minutes so... and forty seconds on the clock, and the clock kept running while the trainers came on. The whistle was blown. Play was not going on, and they lost fifty-three seconds, yeah. kicked down to two minutes and forty-seven. And this was a one-kick game, so this was right. the exact scenario. Exactly, and um, like I said before, you uh, what I uh, what I was worried about here was like. When a stretcher's called, they do stop it, right? But it's like, we don't want to... It's like a safety concern. Like, you don't want to have a situation where you're, like, rushing people on to just be like, oh, just get up, you know, go, 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 because there's no time. But, like, these... Obviously, these are the humans, and we know that concussion's a big deal. So I was worried about that, and I think that it's... We need some stoppage time, because it's not really fair. I just want stoppage time, because it's fun. It would have been more exciting finish if he had the whole three yes. minutes and 40 seconds. Yeah. I get that they're humans and stuff, but whatever. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I mean, I was just worried, you know what I mean? Because you don't want to rush people along um, in that type of situation. And then uh, the other rule change I thought about was potentially not me. 50 meter penalties. I don't know. I saw a lot of them, and it's such a huge advantage in this game. Thought maybe 25 meter penalty instead. 
Do you have any thoughts on that one? Or the game isn't skillful enough. When the ball's in the middle of the ground, not a lot of exciting stuff happens. It's a lot mm. of stoppage. So 50 meter penalty now moves the. It means the kick's going inside 50. Yeah. Like wherever the, as, unless it's the last line of defense, and even then the ball gets moved out yeah. of the last line of defense. I think it makes it more exciting. I have no problem with you a like fifty it? meter penalty because I think it it puts the such game a into advantage. a situation. Yeah, so it's a, such a big advantage. Don't give away fifty meter yeah. penalties. Yeah. Okay. I suppose. I think it moves the game into a more exciting situation by putting the ball in a yeah, scoring yeah, position, yeah, that's what you're saying. which I'm happy to have, instead of just having the ball in the middle of the ground where not a lot happens. Yeah. 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 All right, so next week, the last week. So I've got to run comp. through scenarios. That's for it, Dylan. The grand take final. it away. So there are technically four teams still alive. Brisbane will host the grand final at six wins and zero losses. Um, Adelaide are second at the moment, four wins, two losses with a percentage of 159. Melbourne are four wins and two losses with a percentage of 112. Carlton and Collingwood are both three and three, and they have percentages of 100 and. Uh, 114 and 92, respectively. So, uh, the first game of next weekend, Melbourne-Fremantle. Mm-hmm. Um, Melbourne and Adelaide are in the box seat as far as a grand final goes. It would take something extraordinary for Carlton and Collingwood. Um, if they both win and they both lose, or they both lose, it'll come down to percentage. If one of them wins and the other one loses, then whichever one wins out of Melbourne or Adelaide will go through. So Melbourne host Fremantle, which is a friendly matchup at Casey Fields. Mm. As long as it doesn't rain, <laughs> Melbourne would look to win that first game and then sit back, relax, and hope that Collingwood could upset Adelaide. Um, Adelaide don't really need to worry about the Melbourne game. They just need to win themselves because their percentage is so superior. I ran the numbers, and Melbourne would need something like... A, it's like a 60-point turnaround. They would so, need Adelaide to lose. Sorry, they would need to, if Adelaide do win. Yeah. The minimum they could win by would be a point, and then Melbourne would need to beat Fremantle by ten goals. They'd need, ten goals. They okay, need to win right. by about sixty points. It would need to be a huge margin. Um, if they both lose, then they would need to lose by a point, and they would need Adelaide to lose to Collingwood by ten goals. Okay. So it's ridiculously unlikely <laughs> based on the results we've seen so far. Adelaide have conceded 34 points is the most they've conceded against. Um, yeah. Melbourne have kicked 40 points a couple times. So it's realistic that maybe maybe Melbourne could kick 50, 60 points if they really put the pedal to the metal um, and keep Frio to a goal. Once Frio start getting towards three goals, it becomes over. So Melbourne get so, in by winning and Adelaide losing. Okay, that's what I'm about to say. So Melbourne... So if Adelaide beat Collingwood, it's all over. If Adelaide beat Collingwood, the math for Melbourne is really against them. (laughs) Yes. By the time they run on the field to play Collingwood, we'll know what the math says. Um, But essentially, if Adelaide want to get in, beat Collingwood. If they lose, the math is still on their side. Right, Um, right. If Melbourne want to get in, they need Adelaide to lose or they need to win by a ridiculous amount of margin. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think that uh, Collingwood-Adelaide game is is quite interesting. uh, All the games have something. Yeah. So Melbourne play Fremantle, where if they win, they can put yeah. the numbers on the board and say to Adelaide, "Go beat us, or we're in the grand like go win, or we're in the grand final." Yeah. Um, then the Collingwood Adelaide game has that recipe. Um, Collingwood can get in as well. They need to beat Adelaide by um, fifty points. So they need a hundred point turnaround okay. in order to make up the percentage <laughs> gap. But because they play Adelaide, they don't need the hundred point turnaround to come in two different scenarios. They just need to win by fifty points. So if Collingwood can win by 50 points yeah. and um, Melbourne also, then in Melbourne to lose as well. 
Okay. So for Collingwood to get in, it's beat Adelaide by 50 points. Okay. And Melbourne lose to Freo. Okay. And Carlton, similar? Carlton need a 50 to 55 point turnaround. They need both... They need Collingwood to beat Adelaide. They need to make up a 50 to 55 point margin on Adelaide. And they need Melbourne to lose. So, as the weekend unfolds, these scenarios will become less convoluted. Well, yeah. Yes, that's good. We'll tweet out some uh, easy guidelines. So, all you so need to do is them. watch the Melbourne Freo game. If Melbourne win, yes. then Collingwood and Carlton are done. Yeah. You can forget about it. If Melbourne lose, Collingwood and Carlton are still alive. And then we move into the rest of the weekend. The Giants and the Bulldogs don't have any finals implications in that game, but they will play for the spoon. Ah, true. A draw gives the dog the spoons, and otherwise the loser of that game wins the wooden spoon. Huh. What about if even if Melbourne win? Yeah. Wouldn't... Doesn't matter. Right, okay. Freo right. cannot win the spoon. Oh, One of those teams have to lose. Okay, all right, all right. Um, I'm excited about uh, Collingwood Adelaide because I'm excited to see Collingwood's very good defence play on Adelaide's, the likes of Perkins, and... And Holmes, Holmes and Sed- yes, Sedgenary. So I think that'll be interesting. And, and Killian. Excited. And yeah. Ron Hagen and Kelly Gibson. <laughs> and That's right. Stevie Lee Thompson and Aaron Phillips and Marinoff. They've got some good players. They've got some great players. And uh, yeah, so next week it is the last week. So uh, we're excited. And then there'll be a grand final after that. And. We Are we road you've... tripping to Brisbane, Maddie? I mean, I'm, I'm kind of annoyed that it's not like it's not going to be here. I'm pretty annoyed. Maybe Welcome we to national competition. I know. I should be annoyed. I should be happy and enthused about you know the how successful the whole of Australia have been. Well, well, not, not Tassie. The whole of Australia, but that's, Tassie that got left out of, again. Yeah, that was a bit of a sore point, wasn't it? Um, but. We will And once be... Perth get the internet and realise how poor Freo have been in this first season, <laughs> once they get the news over there, woo, I don't think they'll like it. Oh, that wasn't very nice. So... I'm not a very nice person. <laughs> all right. Uh, that's that's all from us. Thanks for listening to Thanks this for listening. up-tempo, not-flat episode. Completely of... up-tempo. I've Kick been like Maddie. He's been Dylan. Tweet at us because I clearly enjoy it. As at Clagpot. If you're an AFL women's player and you want to be mentioned on this podcast, <laughs> yeah. just tweet at Maddie and she'll do it. <laughs> you will. can bribe your way easily onto this show. <laughs> That's right. All right. Have a good week, everyone. Bye.